charismatic prayer versus contemplative prayer. Dun, 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 relax. Take a breath, take a breath. You probably have some thoughts on charismatic prayer and or contemplative prayer, but I need you to take a breath. This is a safe space. This is just a conversation. Stick around to hear my thoughts on each of these and what we can learn from each of the types of prayer. So take a breath, grab a seat, grab a little popcorn. We don't want to get too hot when we're thinking about these types of prayer. Remember, prayer is supposed to draw us to Christ. So relax, buckle in, and let's talk about it. So first things first, the first thing we have to talk about all prayer is a response from an invitation to Christ, and it is a free gift to us. So before we even get into the two types of prayer here, we have to remember that, that prayer is not our expression of how good we are and how holy we are to Christ. Like, hey, watch how holy I am, Jesus. Look at how I pray charismatically or look at how contemplative I am. Look at the types of prayer I do. This is how holy I am. Will you reward me? It's like, no. Prayer is an invitation from Jesus that we respond to, and it is a free gift to us that is meant to draw us closer to him and understand Jesus and his love for us more and more. So let's get into it. Let's break down at first what each of these types of prayers are. Okay, firstly, charismatic prayer. Charismatic prayer, worship, you know, praise and worship, songs, singing, worship, you know, these are all kind of jumbled into the same, um, same, uh, uh, you know, like sentence, the same sentiment of, of charismatic prayer. But, you know, charismatic prayer has a history in the early 1900s of people responding to this baptism in the Holy Spirit which is from the Bible when the apostles at, at Pentecost received an outpouring of the Holy Spirit, got the gift of tongues, um, you know, felt emboldened to preach the word, uh, had gifts of healing, had gifts of knowledge, gifts of power. That was in the Bible at Pentecost in the early church fathers. And then a response in the early 1900s was this kind of second baptism in the Holy Spirit or this baptism in the Holy Spirit that we can have now and tap into and that takes its form in charismatic prayer, praise and worship songs. Again, words of knowledge, words of power, speaking in tongues. Whoa, 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 whoa. Speaking in tongues, relax, relax. Uh, you know, for all, for all those people who just, you know, shuddered a little bit, you know, speaking in tongues. And, you know, what does that look like, um, charismatic prayer? But, you know, like there's a lot of worship music out there. You know, worship music, singing songs, using our voices. You know, like there are groups out there, you know, Matt Marr, Chris Tomlin, Maverick City Music, Bethel Music. You know, these are these are um, people who use the gifts of the Holy Spirit, you know, the power of the Holy Spirit to sing, write songs, to worship God. That's like a big part of this like charismatic prayer, charismatic movement. Now, OK, that's kind of like the long and short, the foundation of what charismatic prayer is. What, what does it look like? Well, you know, there are a lot of uh, ways that charismatic prayer, you know, takes its shape, takes its form. Again, there's prayer meetings where people have prayer meetings where they, you know, sing songs, they have healing services, they use prophecy, they say, hey, the Lord is telling me to say that we need to, you know, sin no more and draw near to him. Gifts of prophecy, gifts of singing in tongues. And, you know, there's a prayer meeting aspect of it. There's also the, um, you know, at-home aspect 
of it, where you have maybe a prayer corner, a prayer chapel, where you sing songs, use a guitar, have a piano, where you come together as a family or as a group and you sing and pray communally together. And there's a lot of power in praying communally together. So that's also a big part of it is that we are doing charismatic prayer together. Of course, you can, um, you know, pray and sing songs by yourself, but a big aspect of the charismatic movement and charismatic prayer is that it's communal and the power of praying together and what that does um, as like one voice, one message to God and the kind of the power you feel from the Holy Spirit working in all of you together. Okay, so that's how it takes shape. Um, you know, a lot of times it can also take shape in, uh, you know, c- campus ministries, you know, whether it's St. Paul's Outreach, Focus, um, you know, uh, w- whatever it is, you know, there are ways that charismatic prayer and worship music is used uh, to draw people in as an evangelistic tool. It's drawing people in as, to pr- as a way to pray together. It's an easy entry point into, you know, expressing yourself, you know, physically as a way to pray. Okay, so that's kind of how it takes shape some, some, uh, in some ways. And a really big aspect of this charismatic prayer, this charismatic renewal, which is, you know, has touched all parts of the earth is that this is also, this is a gift from God, these gifts of the Holy Spirit, this, this, this gift of this life and the charismatic um, movement is, it's a gift. It's a gift from God. It's a gift that people can tap into. Not everyone has all these gifts of the Holy Spirit, you know, prayer, you know, singing, you know, singing in tongues or, you know, gifts of prophecy or, you know, words of power, but it's a gift that people tap into. Quick little story. I actually grew up in a charismatic community where charismatic prayer was at like the forefront of, you know, a lot of different ways of prayer and types of prayer, both at school and in meetings. And, um, you know, everyone around me growing up was praying charismatically, you know, music, piano, you know, you know, bongo drums, singing in tongues, prophecy. So I'm very, very familiar with it. And actually, I'm so familiar with it that when I was a little kid, I remember I thought it was strange that people at church didn't raise their hands during some of the hymns. I was like, come on, guys, aren't you aren't you moved so much that you want, you want to raise your hands during the responsorial song? Like, I had to be like, how come people don't, like, sing during the responsorial song and, like, want to raise their hands or, or you know, close their eyes? Isn't, isn't, isn't all prayer charismatic prayer? Now, mind you, that was the uh, rationale of a five-year-old. So, you know, um, that's, you know, take that for what it's worth. That was five when I thought that. But I remember thinking it was strange that people didn't pray charismatically as I came to understand as I grew older, that like charismatic prayer is a particular type of, of prayer, a particular type of worship that some people are drawn to and some people use as a tool to worship God. Okay, so that is charismatic prayer. What is contemplative prayer? Contemplative prayer is kind of exactly what it sounds like. It is like a contemplative way to pray, you know, prayer in silence, um, you know, prayer kind of on, on your own. Now there's a lot of different like ancient traditions of how, uh, you know, how contemplative prayer is done. So, you know, one would be like Lexio Divina, Lexio Divina, which means, you know, the divine reading. Um, I actually did a video on that. You can go check it out where it's seven days of Lexio Divina, um, where you take a Bible verse and you pray about it and then you, you, contemplate about it, then you think about it, then you read it again. And it's this powerful way of, of, of taking the Bible and the words of the Bible and letting Christ speak to you in silence and um, in the quiet. And so that's that's one of the ways that uh, can, one of the, the 
the histories that contemplative prayer has made been made known in our church. Um, another way of contemplative prayer is, um, you know, silence, you know, just like sitting in silence with God, letting God speak to speak to you, whether that's in the silence of your room, the silence before the blessed sacrament in adoration, silence in the car, but, you know, seeking God contemplatively in silence. And another way of contemplative prayer would be, um, you know, in, let's say, you know, alone time walking, maybe out in nature or, um, you know, whatever is, but whatever is the time where you can be quiet and turn your, uh, turn your gaze towards Christ. Um, and it's, it's kind of a solo practice. It's a, uh, it's a, you know, the relationship between you and God. Uh, and it's usually, you know, it's usually done by yourself. You know, if you go on a silent retreat, that's another way that you can have this contemplative prayer, this kind of, that's a way that that's lived out where it's this, it's this kind of, um, this seeking, it's like this seeking of God through by being quiet, by reflecting on Christ, letting Christ work on our hearts in silence and in the quiet. Um, again, there's, there's, you know, the Bible is a big part of this, you know, reading is a big part of this. Listening is a big part of this. Um, you know, cause think about how noisy the world is. Think about how physically loud, literally loud, how much information there is. It could be hard to hear God's voice sometimes. And contemplative prayer is a great way to silence our souls, silence our hearts, and listen to God's voice. Hear God's voice in contemplative prayer. Now, I've had a lot of very fruitful contemplative prayer in my life. Uh, I remember when I was being a missionary in Ecuador, I, uh, there was uh, it was right on the beach where this orphanage and school were, where I was doing my mission work. And it was on the beach, but then also there was the school and everything was kind of on a cliff and it's hard to describe, but basically it's like where I was working and living and volunteering, it overlooked the ocean. And I would take a little hike every morning and I would go up on the hike um, and I would go right to the top of this little hill. It was like a hill on the kind of mountaintop, but then overlooked the Pacific Ocean. And it was so beautiful. I mean, an incredible vision. I can literally see it right now, how beautiful the view is of seeing the little towns, seeing the schools in the orphanage right on the top of this hill and overlook the ocean, just like, I, I mean, thousands of miles I could see. I, I feel like, I don't know, maybe it was hundreds of miles. Um, but I would bring my coffee. I would, you know, bring a little cup of coffee, stumbling up a, you know, a, a hill. Oh, okay. And then I'd bring my Bible or I'd bring a little prayer book or something and I'd bring the book I was reading and I would just like have prayer time. And I'll try to do that every morning. And I mean, that was some of the most powerful prayer that I ever had. I literally physically felt closer to God because I felt like I was just like, I felt like I was in a part of heaven because I was it, it, so high up and I had my little prayer and it was so quiet and it was in on the coast of Ecuador. There's no city. There was no city. The city was three hours away. It was quiet. You'd hear the break of the ocean waves. And I was like, it was like the most perfect place to pray. No distractions, beautiful sun, you know, little coffee in my hand. And like, I would have some powerful, powerful prayer there and prayer that I can remember messages that I can remember Christ speaking to me. And I remember hearing Christ's words in those moments. Like I, I can, you know, remember the messages. I remember those moments. And like, that was 10 years ago. And so I've had some powerful contemplative prayer where I felt like, whoa, like that, that, that is Christ. like, I can hear Christ in the silence of my heart in the silence of the world. I can hear Christ speaking to me. And it, you know, it took walking up a little bit of a mountain, walking up a little bit of a hill and being alone 
and having the Bible and having no distractions near me away from my distractions. And then Christ is able to work in me that prayer. So my contemplative prayer is a powerful way to hear Christ's voice. So now that I've talked a little bit about what those types of prayer are, let's talk about the, the tension between them. You know, all right, at full, full cards on the table, all the cards on the table. Let's talk about what the kind of reputation of each of these prayers, type forms of prayers are. You know, there's charismatic prayer. And the kind of naysayers against charismatic prayer is that it's too emotional, that it's all just about the songs and the worship, and it's just like a rock concert, and it's not really worshiping God. It's just, you know, like using your songs and your voice, you know, because you like to sing. Or like, you know, there's no there's no evidence of gifts of tongues. That's just you sent using, you know, vibrating your tongue against the roof of your mouth. And, you know, gifts of prophecy. How can we know that that's real? Uh, you know, that's just you saying that. Um, you know, there's kind of no real evidence. This is way too new to really be something we should be influencing, you know, letting our be influenced in our church. And, you know, there's, uh, there's, you know, it's too, it's too emotional. It's not, it's not a great way of prayer. It's not really a, a, a top way of prayer. It's kind of like a children's way of prayer. It's what high schoolers do. They just want to sing and praise and that's it. You know, real prayer is contemplative prayer where you're really letting God talk to you, you know, with the Bible. That's real prayer, not kind of charismatic prayer. So that's kind of like what the naysayers in our church say about charismatic prayer. And then what do the naysayers say about contemplative prayer? Like, oh, it's boring. You're kind of just like reading to God. You're not really praying. You're just kind of sitting there in front of God. And, you know, you look, you know, it's easy to think that, you know, you're really the center of the prayer when you're just sitting there and letting God work you. But you don't really, you know, actually pray. You don't really use your body. You don't really use your voice. You're just sitting there. Um, you know, and there's such a better, more effective way of prayer where you can use your voice because in the Bible it says when you sing, you pray twice. So actually, you're actually just praying once. We're praying twice over here charismatically. And contemplative prayer is just like, you know, uh, one step before falling asleep. Okay, we got that out of the way. Everyone said their piece. Everyone thought, so thought what they thought about one or the other. Okay, we've all, we all feel good. We all feel good about how we, how we, what we think about each of those types of prayer. So, what can we learn from each of these types of prayer? Now, you may be saying to yourself, hey, I actually love charismatic prayer and I love contemplative prayer. You might be saying to yourself, yeah, actually, I, I don't like charismatic prayer. I agree with everything you just said. Or, no, contemplative prayer, that's not enough for me. No, I, I, don't, really, I don't really get that. You know, it's, I, I need to be like worshiping God to really be praying. Wherever you fall on the spectrum of these types of prayer, there is something to learn from each of them. And I think as Catholics, we need to not be at odds with each other that one prayer is better than the other. That is something we need to cast out as fellow Catholics. It is really, really bad when we look at other faithful people and say, hey, like you're praying, but that's not really a good type of prayer. That's not my type of prayer. You know, oh, you pray over there. That's that's not my type of prayer. So like, that's not as good. What I do is good. What you do is not good. Like comparison is the thief of joy and comparison of our prayer that's, that's, that's not what we should be doing because let's remember what we said at the beginning, all prayer is a free gift from God and it's all response to an invitation. So Christ is inviting us to pray. And if that's through charismatic prayer, that's great. If that's through contemplative prayer, that's great. It's not up to us to judge each other on what, which prayer is better or what prayer is better. So we need to, we need to stop comparing prayer as being better than the other. So what can we learn from each of them? What we can learn from charismatic prayer is, hey, if you're looking for a way that you want to express yourself physically 
communally with other people. And you just want to be able to like find something that's a little more, you know, on fire where you feel like you, you want to just express yourself more. Charismatic prayer is a great way to do that where you can feel that physical part of you. And I, you know, I'm a physical guy too. You know, I, I, I like being physical as well. So being physical is a part of that, you know, mind body connection with charismatic prayer. So that's a great way to introduce our senses to prayer. Cause you know, Christ uses all of our senses um, with prayer and charismatic prayer. We can learn that like, you know, the physical part of our bodies are a part of our prayer as well. It's not just our minds, but our bodies also can be used to worship. And they can be used to worship in charismatic prayer, but also used to worship by, you know, serving, giving of our hands, physically our time, helping your friend move, you know, giving of, you know, helping people across the street. Our physical bodies are also meant to worship. So we can learn from charismatic prayer that our physical bodies are meant to worship and it's a great way to expressively praise God. And if you're looking for an extra something, you know, physical that maybe you're not getting, um, in your, uh, you know, in your prayer life, charismatic prayer, charismatic worship is a great way to pray. So then what can we learn from contemplative prayer? Well, I think the biggest lesson we can learn from contemplative prayer is that like, we have to reach God in silence. We have to listen to his voice in silence. We cannot just have the noise of the world the noise of everything distractions and hear God all the time. The world is too noisy. We're all way too busy. We put too much on our plates and our minds and our calendars, way too much. We have to be able to hear God in silence. We have to be able to quiet our hearts and let God work in our hearts. Because if we're just, you know, busy doing things and going to prayer meetings and praying charismatically, God's trying to talk to us all the time. And it might be really, really easy to miss his voice if we're just praising charismatically, running over there, gotta go to work, gotta go to this meeting, gotta go to this kind of school, school, dates, this, that, blah, 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 all these things, the business of the world, and God's trying to talk to us, we have to be able to sit in silence with Christ and let him work in our hearts and let him speak to us. And contemplative prayer, you know, prayer alone, prayer in nature, this is a great way that we can let God work in us and let God speak to us. So charismatic and contemplative prayer are two different types of prayer, but we can learn a lot from each of them. And let's make sure that we're not judging people who, you know, partake in either type of prayer um, because like Christ is at the center of prayer and that we're supposed to draw closer to Christ in our prayer. And it's not up to us to say to each other if one is good or one is bad. Um, but yeah, I would say let's try to, you know, if you, if you are more comfortable praying one or the other, maybe try the other one out. Maybe try to be more expressive if you're contemplative or maybe if you're all, you know, expressive praise, then maybe try to do Alexio Divina for a few weeks. Um, you know, try it out, you know, keep your prayer life um, exciting and and, fr- and fruitful and fresh. And, and there's a lot of different types of prayer we can tap into like these two. So thank you all so much for checking out this video, listening to this podcast. I appreciate it so much. Um, you know, reach out with any thoughts, questions. Let me know your thoughts on these types of prayers. And if you pray charismatically or contemporarily and what you think works well in your prayer life, what you think you want to work on in your prayer life. I'd love to hear it. Appreciate you all checking in. Talk to y'all soon. Peace. Bye.